Welcome to our very first episode of Heart to Health Talk, where we discuss health issues concerning youth in Singapore. I am Yuki. And I am Tusin. And we are your hosts for our first podcast series, Finding Balance. In our first series, we'll be exploring the idea of finding balance in health through discussing three topics. FOMO culture, sleep, and achieving a healthy body. Health is something that everyone experiences differently, and we usually have to come to terms with it alongside our other commitments and ideals for ourselves. Not to mention, the influx of different health information we receive from various platforms certainly doesn't help me in understanding how to deal with health. In this series, we hope that through these discussions, we're better able to find that balance between health and everything else. Today, we will be kicking off with the topic of FOMO culture. So just a brief explanation of what FOMO culture is. It's the fear of missing out, referring to feelings of anxiety that arise from the realisation that you may be missing out on rewarding experiences that others are having. It's that tight feeling you get when you see your friends hanging out without you and you're missing out like, mm, I also want to be there. So just some quick health facts on FOMO. Did you know experiencing FOMO on a regular basis is actually linked to increased anxiety, loneliness and depression and an overall decrease in mental well-being. This leads to a development of addiction to social media and lowered self-esteem. Well, given the effects of FOMO, how can you better identify and approach FOMO? In today's episode, we hope to understand this odd feeling and come to a better conclusion. Today, we have with us Joanne Lau, a final psychological student in NUS. She's someone who's very interested in this idea of FOMO, and more importantly, she's a really cool person who'll be joining us for today's discussion of FOMO. Hi Joanne, thanks so much for joining us today. Hi, thanks for having me. I did not expect the last part, so I'm laughing. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me guys. Yeah, glad to have you with us today too. So just kicking off with the first question, we wanted to ask you, when your friends go out to hang out without you, do you experience the feeling of being left out? Yeah, definitely. Especially if it's something that I have chosen not to go to. Like for example, I have to do work and then I choose to do my work instead of going. And when I look at like, for example, Insta stories or something of them posting mm. uh, when they're out together, it feels kind of like, oh, what mm. what could I have been doing instead of boring schoolwork? Yeah, I understand. What are the specific feelings that you get when you're not able to join them because of your busy schedule? Mm, I think it is a feeling of anxiety. Mm. There's a lot of what if or what could have been. So it's a lot of predictions and kind of this feeling of pity or pity I can't be there. I think I do experience that, especially like when you're cluttered with a lot of work and that, that being the reason you can't be with your friends or so. And it's a choice that you made. Actually, I thought it was quite interesting that you mentioned that it is when you make a conscious choice not to go that you feel even more FOMO than if, let's say, like your friends didn't actually invite you. Yeah, like you stumble across the Insta story and you're like, oh no, how come they are like hanging out without me, you know? Because personally for me, if I make a conscious choice not to go, I'll be like, okay, you said you weren't going and you're doing something else. So don't feel formal, you know, that kind of thing. But if I see like other people hang out without me and I wasn't even invited, then I'll be like, hey, how come you never invite me? Yeah. But speaking of like Instagram, right, that is like when I feel FOMO the most because usually I use Instagram a lot and I'll be like tapping through the Insta stories and like checking out how other people are spending their lives. And I feel like the more I use social media, the more intensely I use FOMO. Do you experience that too? Definitely. I think sometimes I actively avoid using social media because of the fear of FOMO, which is kind of is meta and kind of weird, right? But yeah, I do find that especially when I'm mindlessly using it, 
I guess that feeling of the fear of missing out hits you unexpectedly. And so it's much more salient for me as well. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think especially when it's like we are not consciously scrolling through Instagram because normally we use Instagram as a platform to catch up on our friends' lives, to just check in on what they're doing. But then sometimes as we look through their Insta stories and they're having fun in different ways or like sometimes they're even like doing different things like hustling. They like posted something about their internship or how they're living life like seemingly more meaningful than us. And I feel like there's a sense of FOMO that I feel also because they seem to be progressing in their life and they seem to be spending their life in ways that are more socially deemed as meaningful as opposed to me who might be on my bed just chilling and watching Netflix. Especially because when we are using Instagram, that is when we are most relaxed, right? That's when we are not doing anything else. So I feel like there's this like comparison that we experience because we are not being productive, but other people are being productive. I think I resonate with that a lot because, for example, especially during summer, I think everybody is always doing something very active like they can be pursuing internships or they are doing like clubs and societies work and sometimes when I feel like I'm not doing it then I'm missing out on a lot of opportunities so we just wanted to ask whether for you yourself do you experience this kind of formal experience when you see your friends or your peers pursuing certain things and then you feel like you're being left behind or there's something you could do to um, fill up that time hmm yeah I think generally I am a pretty insecure person with regard to my schoolwork or you know prospects future prospects in terms of like academics and like occupational prospects so when i see that other people may be doing more than what i'm doing i get really anxious and like worried that if i don't do something now then that concretizes that fear that i am less than in that moment mm, i do resonate with that a lot now I'm a year three so I, as you see everybody progressing and then they're actively looking for internships and looking for like what go towards to like their career and if I'm still undecided I feel very anxious and also worried about whether I'm doing enough whether I'm going in the right direction you know or I'm just very lost yeah so that feeling is really just eating me a bit inside also um so how do you deal with this kind of like anxiousness and this insecurity when it comes to seeing your peers pursuing all these things at the same time hmm Actually, I was reading a little bit of like how or where FOMO comes from. And the theory now is that when you're not fulfilled psychologically, like your psychological needs are not fulfilled, then you are more prone to feeling this anxiousness when it comes to missing out on something. And that's why when I feel this emotion now, I ask myself, what is it in my life that I am insecure about or missing And then I affirm myself that I'm just doing my best, you know. I can't be everywhere just doing everything that I can. There are certain things that I should prioritize above others. And like just an affirmation that I'm doing my best and I shouldn't compare myself with other people. I think that's a good reminder. We tend to have this negative comparison and we also tend to look at ourselves as lesser. Even though maybe what we have is actually good as well. It's just maybe we are at a different pace, at a different area in our life and that we should be more satisfied with what we are doing and also be happy in the moment as well. I think that was really very meaningful because yeah I think everyone needs a reminder like that like nowadays but I just want to bring it back to when you mentioned how sometimes you actively try to limit your usage of social media because you fear that fear of missing out. You don't feel the anxiety right because it just eats you up inside so you go on social media breaks is it? Mm. It's not as bureaucratic as that like I don't go like okay I'm gonna spend like 10 minutes on social media and that is enough for me. I think I go by how I feel. 
because I think I'm generally trying to be more aware of how small things affect my mental state. Because it's my final semester, so I really cannot afford to have small things mess up <laughs> my semester. So what I try to do is if I feel this sense of frustration or that FOMO, it's a very internal, like, it really is like something eating you up from inside. I go like, there's always going to be somebody <laughs> that's doing something that you're not doing. There's no point going into this rabbit hole and just looking at what other people are doing when you know that they are there. You don't have to have reminders, visual reminders that they are there. So I turn it off and then I just do other things instead. <laughs> Yeah, that's quite interesting because I think for most of people our age, we use social media primarily as a platform to check in on like, oh, so what's this person doing? Especially like our friends that we have from like primary school or, or like from our earlier years or from other events. We don't necessarily like constantly keep in contact with them now, but social media is something we use for ourselves to still check in on how they're doing. But I think it's also important for us to like find this balance between being aware of what other people are doing and also still living your own life and being comfortable with where you're at. And I think what you mentioned about, you know, how they're always going to be there. It's not likely that they're going to suddenly disappear. (laughs) So I think having this constant check and balance in your head, like what you mentioned about how you're feeling right now when you're looking through social media Mm -hmm. and if it makes you feel uncomfortable, then maybe that's a signal for yourself to like take a break, huh? Mm. When you mentioned, like you said, you cut off social media. Then I was wondering, like, how do you do it? Um, is it like by deleting the app or just avoiding the usage? Are you limiting your usage to social media? I was also trying to cut down my usage, but I'm not sure what works well. Hmm. So. Yeah, I think there's no one set way to do it. But for me, I think I try to engage in other like forms of leisure. Like I try to read a book or I go out on a walk or I just watch a video instead of scrolling because you don't know when the scrolling will stop when you start. It's very insidious. It just creeps on you and then suddenly like 30 minutes is gone and then you're like, whoops. <laughs> Where did the time go? I thought I, I thought it was two o'clock, but it's five now. Yeah, so just do something that you enjoy and that you know how to limit. I think that's actually good advice. Like taking a walk and reading a book, that's like a meaningful usage to your time. Okay, yeah. I'll give it a try. <laughs> Alright, and I wanted to ask also, like given how recently there was all this phase one, phase two, COVID circuit breaker, safe distancing rules, then there were all these like group size limitations. And I was wondering, do you ever experience instance where because of the group size limitations, your friends hung out without you and you were like the sixth person? Or like I guess now it's the ninth person. <laughs> um I am an introvert, so (laughs) my friend group sizes are very small. So they usually don't exceed four people. So (laughs) hopefully I'm included in that four people, you know. So So usually have no problem. Uh, Yeah, what about you guys? Do you guys have any experiences with this? Yeah, I think that's quite a convenient group size, like four. Um, I also think I'm quite an introvert. I'm more of an ambivert but more towards the introvert side. And my friends are in groups of four, but they're like project works and like your societies, right, where they are a bit larger, like 16 people. And because at the start, you want to meet up and like get to know one another, like your peers and like form this friendship with them. Then that comes in when you can't meet as a big group. So that's the headache part. And we would try to form small groups 
to go out together. Then that's when I think a bit of a struggle is how do you form that group? Because at the same time, it's not really nice to start choosing who you want to hang out with. Mm. So in a group, we try to be very tactful about that as well. So I think that's like the tinge of like struggle that we face in mm. the group settings. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because for me, right, like, I don't know, I wouldn't say I'm like, you know, extrovert, extrovert. But it's just, I have some friend groups that are like quite large. Because uh, I do enjoy that feeling of, you know, pre-COVID, then sometimes you hang out in large groups, right? And it's just the feeling of like, oh, there are all these small conversations happening around. And then you just bask in that feeling of, oh, yeah, like socializing. <laughs> <laughs> so during COVID, there was actually like some, some instances where like the group size was too big. So I couldn't join. Like let's say if like there were board games going on and I was interested in playing, but the group size was too big and I couldn't go there. But like, oh, a little bit. But my friend groups, usually they're quite cooperative. So I try to like either cycle through take turns or we will like see first come first serve. But I think in general, we wouldn't necessarily take it as an insult mm. or like, you know, a snipe. Because it's really a mm. bopian. It can't be helped. It's a bops situation. It's a bops, right? So, and I don't think our friendship is like based on the fact of whether we actually meet up physically. There are other ways to like keep connected. Sometimes like you can like call someone up or you can text them. So, I think for me, that's how I manage for more. Like when I don't get to meet up, then maybe I'll text on the group chat or like call them up, that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a very interesting point because I was thinking about FOMO in in the pandemic because we had a circuit breaker, right? So everybody was staying at home. And in my reflection, I realized that I wasn't feeling FOMO anymore because everybody was at home. So I'm not missing out on anything. (laughs) So it's it's very interesting. Yeah. Mm. Because everybody's missing out together. <laughs> exactly. That's like chaotic evil, right? Yeah. So it's like, it's really about the disparity. It's not no longer about like the direct amount of things that people are doing, but it's really about comparison. Yeah. That's actually quite an interesting take. I think in the past when I was in secondary school, my friends would label me as a very formal person. A person that if I miss out on hanging out with my friends, you know, when I have to go for CCA, then they can tell that there's this like tinge of jealousy and insecurity, I guess. But as I grew up in the process of it, and also now when we are stuck at home, you know, COVID period, there's this understanding, I guess, like common understanding that social isolation seems to be more common. We don't get to go to school and see our friends, you know, we are all at home. Unless you're in hall or you take part in CCAs that require you to meet up. And it became a norm. It's like everybody just become more isolated. So like what you were saying, I think it's like a gradual thing, but I'm not sure it's also whether it's because of like a maturity thing when you start going out of that feeling of FOMO. But I do think comparison is quite a big deal. Maybe it could be because of Singapore's culture of competitiveness as well. Competition is the norm in Singapore. Maybe it could contribute to that such that this is why we're experiencing yeah, I definitely so. agree with that. We are kind of introduced or born into this society where from a very young age, even before we start school, parents will say, why are you doing this? You know, your cousin is doing this, 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 and this. And why are you not doing this? And then it's just like a, you learn to find where you are, find your footing and your place in society through comparison with other people. And there's no other way for you to gain confidence in where you are by yourself so I think that it definitely comes from being used to constantly comparing yourself to other people yeah maybe one thing that you mentioned earlier is also when we tend to compare like you know our responsibilities and what we have on hand and then you mentioned also how upon reflection you realize that you just need to look at what you're doing like you can be more focused on 
whatever that's on hand for you, how you prioritize things and just living life in the moment, enjoying the little things in life. And I thought that was very well put together because FOMO is something that's so evident. But yet to find balance between our commitments and our goals in life, but also to enjoy life at the same time. Like that is just the best combination. Yeah, I think what you're mentioning might be something to do with gratitude as well, right? Mm. And gratitude has always been in psychology a very good psychological vaccination for any kind of negative emotions that you might feel throughout your daily life. And I think that this is one such instance where gratitude can help a lot. Like I will think about like what I'm grateful for, you know, things that I'm doing. I'm grateful to be doing this podcast with you guys. You know, I'm grateful to be able to attend school and work on these things. And all the little things that I'm grateful for can help me kind of see that this fear of missing out is not as large and not as impactful on my life than I feel that it is. That's a really good reminder. Gratitude. Yeah, I didn't think of it that way at first. To be appreciative of what we have does help to ease like your, like I guess, jealousy and as well as like insecurities because you see that you do have enough. Like what you have is actually good as well. You don't have to compare with what other people think is good. Mm. It really reframes what we are missing out on because if you are thankful for what you have, you won't feel that there is not enough or you're missing out on someone's other experiences, things that they have. Yeah, definitely. So we wanted to thank you for your sharing and we have actually come to the end of the discussion. But before we conclude, it's time for some like rapid fire questions. <laughs> okay. So at the end of every episode, <laughs> we'll be asking like three questions related to health for our guests to share like your bits of wisdom on health. Yeah. So whenever you're ready, <laughs> actually. All good? Okay, let's go. Okay, she's on her fighting stance. <laughs> okay, so all right, Joanne, let's begin. In one line, what does health mean to you? Health means feeling good in every aspect of your life, psychologically, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Okay. What is one health habit you want to get rid of? Health habit. Like a bad habit uh, that I want to get rid of. This is rapid fire. Why am I so slow? Uh, comparing myself to other people. I feel like that is something that I really do have to work on as well. Same for us. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is one health habit you would say by? Mindfulness. It's very hippie, but I really do think that it helps me to be more mindful and aware of what I'm doing. All right. We'll, we'll catch you on that again. <laughs> we hope that you'll keep to this health habit. <laughs> Anyways, um, thank you so much for taking our time off your busy schedule to join us. Not at all. I enjoyed it. We really enjoyed our conversation today and we gained a ton of insights from you on this topic of FOMO and finding balance, like being more mindful and being more present and aware of what you're thinking and what you're feeling. We hope that you had a great time as well. Yeah, I did, definitely. Thank you so much for inviting me. All right. I think we learned a lot about where FOMO stems from and how to deal with it. Yeah, it was very insightful for me too. Growing up in Singapore, in a competitive environment where everyone compares with one another, I think it is very natural for us to feel FOMO. So, Zixing, what do you think could help us cope with this feeling? Well, as Joanne suggested, developing a greater sense of gratitude and practicing mindfulness, as well as replacing our social media usage with other leisure activities could help. If you want to find out more about FOMO and other health topics, follow us at our social media platforms at Heart to Health Talk. That's at Heart to Health Talk, where additional resources and nuggets of wisdom can be found. Hope to catch you in our next episode. Bye! Bye!